Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. We've got all roads leading to Bathurst this weekend, this Friday night. Important to note, a change from previous years. This year's Gold Crown finale will be run this Friday night with four Group 1s. And it's been a really good build-up as well over the last week or so with heats run. And we'll also race at Bathurst this evening as well as a nice little precursor to Friday night. We're about to have a chat to Bernie Hewitt because he has a stack of runners engaged for his hometown feature card, including several key Group 1 chances as well. Just back to yesterday, we had Menangle Racing and Jack Callaghan certainly stole the show there with three victories on the card and plenty of trialling as well. There were trials across various uh, venues, but at Menangle there are a few trials and we saw the return of Funky Monkey, which was great to see. She did a great job in basically her first preparation or her first season for uh, the Lucky Lodge team, but she was able to return after not being seen since the Inter-Dominion series. So good to see Funky Monkey back on track. And at Bathurst, uh, there was trials as well, and he ain't faking and was able to win a trial. We know him uh, from a few feature race victories, particularly when he won and the Simpson Memorial uh, at Menangle last year. So he's back on track and you would assume he's probably a rising sun style horse or one that will make his way to Queensland during the winter to hope to qualify for a race of that nature now, a four-year-old. As I mentioned, we'll chat to Bernie Hewitt this morning around his runners for the remainder of the carnival and he's got several key chances. We'll try and find a winner tonight, but we'll definitely focus him on Friday night's card. Ten races there out of Bathurst on Friday night. The first gets under at 6.01 in the group ones. I'll be runners races five, six, seven, and eight. Bernie's been kind enough to join us this morning in what's a very, very hectic week, no doubt. Thanks for your time, Bernie. And as I mentioned, it must be pretty crazy times out at your stable at the moment. Yeah, no, it's a pretty busy time of year, uh, Brett. Yeah, so, um, yeah, getting, getting it all through though and another couple of days and then it's all over again. I think I counted around 26 starters over the next two meetings. Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah, it was 14 tonight. So I think that's, yeah, that's right, 12 on Saturday night, yeah. Yep. How many do you have in work at the moment? Because they're massive numbers to be taking the two cards of racing. Uh, there's probably about 50, I guess. Uh, we've been doing yearlings, but we've cleared most of them. Uh, we purchased a couple on Sunday, so just breaking them in now. So there's two more yearlings back on the books. But, yeah, somewhere around that mark. I really take much notice. There's plenty of them anyway. How have the last few weeks been? Because as much as it's uh, pretty hectic at the moment with so many horses in over the last 10 days or so, it's what you want, isn't it? This is a time of year that you sort of set your juvenile horses for. Yeah, that's right. You know, at least give them a chance. As we know, there's only a small percentage, you know, are good enough to, to actually win races as two-year-olds. And um, it's even harder to win, you know, um, group races, as, especially early season two-year-olds. So, but it's not a bad time here to actually get young ones up and um, and give them the education needed to go through a campaign. And, and even if they only have two or three starts, it uh, holds them in good stead for later on in the year. A lot of them will go out for a freshen up or spell after after this weekend, and you know it does them a lot of lot of good. Um, just just the the, the trialling and the, and the racing. So um, yeah, so most of them will go for a spell, and uh, hopefully there's a couple can get wins over the next few days. There's been plenty of chatter around this change in the calendar and change in the season, and Bathurst is basically stuck in its original position. Do you think? 
that there should be some discussion around maybe pushing it back a little bit or, or do you think it works because now it gives horses a good chance to have a break over the winter period if they're not APG or other eligible before races like the Breeders' Challenge? Yeah, well, I was sort of one of the ones that were pushing uh, for this uh, to happen because, you know, over the years there's been more and more races put on, which is great for the industry, and um, we just found ourselves just racing all through winter, and it's not only the racing side, it's all the, the effort of training horses right through, the, you know, the worst periods, and it's not just up here, it's right through... Um, New South Wales and, and Victoria especially, they, um, they've got some pretty harsh climates down there so it actually gives, um, gives the horses and the trainers a chance to, um, to, to actually have a look at Bathurst and, and APG early in the year and then have a down period uh, where they can get ready for the individual state uh, races later in the year, the Big Breads and the Brutus Challenge in New South Wales and it also gives the option then for trainers um, to, to uh, contest the winter carnival in Queensland. So I think it's, it's a few little teething problems, um, but I think overall it's going to work well because a lot of horses will, you know, have time to spell through the uh, autumn period and, um, and then sort of, you know, come back up, jogging up and working up during the late winter and get ready for the spring carnival in each state then. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's a great idea. It's always the case it's going to take a few seasons for all these races to find their place, but uh, it's certainly looking much more likely now in terms of a balanced calendar. Three Group 1 starters on Friday night, which is ultra exciting and an emergency there as well. So and not without a chance of having another make its way into the field. But let's discuss Rip in the Gold Chalice final. Firstly, for our listeners... If they're having a look at his overall form, he's only had the four starts. He's now three-year-old. What went wrong after that debut performance back in January of last year? It feels a long time ago now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's over, well over 12 months ago now. But he um, he was coming up very very nicely. We were very excited with him, and we started him um, against the older horses uh, back uh, you know 14 months ago, and he he handled that assignment really well. Um, and unfortunately, uh, it went uh, pear-shaped after that. He, he was playing in the paddock. There was a little creek in his paddock, and there was a couple other horses in with him. And uh, being a big fella, I think he just sort of got, got his legs wrong going, you know, when they were playing through the creek. And he run down a bank and uh, jumped on the back of his uh, front leg and uh, stripped the tendon and went about 80% through his uh, tendon. So he, um, he uh, had a long time off. So he had a operation obviously and uh, spent a while at the vets and um, and then uh, he was spent uh, all months up at uh, Wayne and Julie's then sort of um, convalescing and uh, shut up in a small yard stable first and then a yard but um, you know he was such a good patient he's a big dopey fella I suppose you could say and he handled it really well and that he was certainly pleased to get get out of uh, confinement and, and back in his paddock and uh, then he's had a long slow prep getting ready to, to go back to the races so Everything's been going pretty well to date, Fred. Ultra disappointing at the time, and not only that, the fact that he misses his whole two-year-old campaign. I guess with such a significant injuries, there's no guarantees that they're going to come back at all, is there? So at what point in time did you think, OK, we're back on the right track here, we still have what we thought we had 12 months ago? Um, yeah, look, uh, the vets and he, were really happy with his scans right through. He's been looked at regularly and... Um, when he did come back into work, it was all you know, pretty steady work and plenty of swimming here. And so 
so forth. So um, it's been a long, long uh, build-up for him. But, uh, you know, every day, it's the same as any horse. It doesn't matter if they're 100% down. Yet the first thing you look at every morning is their legs and um, any sort of a bit of an issue can develop into a big issue. So um, it's not without saying that we, we check him every day and, and he hasn't had a minute's problem, haven't even had a worry about it so far. So hopefully that continues and, um, you know, he's, he's up to racing at pretty pretty high depth now. So hopefully uh, things keep going the same direction. He was fantastic on Monday and, and probably the most impressive thing was that in his three prior starts today, to date, he's been out in front, but it's very different coming off speed, particularly in this company, because these races are so on pace, peg dominated. He was so good on Monday. Yeah, he was. I was actually at home and I slipped inside to watch it and I felt the race was sort of unfolding uh, against him because um, of the slow, slow, slow lead time and you know, it, it ramped up a little bit through there, but with quality horses up front and you're giving them three and four length start and then to boot, you've got to come, you know, probably three and four wide and cover an extra gown again. I thought it was going to gonna play against him, but to the horse's credit and Doug's credit, um, held his patience and um, and let him let him slide up on the top circle and um, he gathered him in pretty quick and it looked like he might even have him covered even just on straightening and he went on and done his job. So... No, it was, it was very pleasing. He was fantastic. And then the barrier draw uh, released yesterday of four. It probably could have been better, but it could have been a lot worse as well. You've got a few of your major rivals drawn to your inside in a horse like I am because of you and small tees as well. But uh, it certainly gives Doug options on Friday night. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's it's, uh, it's not, a, not a bad draw at all. And... Um, you know, all races are different, but um, I haven't really talked to Doug about how we how we think we should be he should be driven. But um, you know, the main things he's in the race. He's got a decent draw, and you know, he's got to be a great chance. Then we flip across to race number seven, which is the gold tiara final for the two-year-old fillies, and you'll be duly represented here with betting jewel and jewel melody. Firstly, your drive. Jewel Melody, she just seems to get better and better every time she steps out. Earlier on, it looked as though she still had a, a bit of learning to do, but she was switched on in her heat. Yeah, she was um, had a, a few battles with it just because she's a big, uh, big overgrown filly. Um, you know, her heart rate was always up a bit, and um, you know, she just wasn't ready to really go hard at the races. But now, a few change of gear, you know, especially a bit change, she's a lot happier. Um, the condition's great, heart rate's under control and she's really on top of the game and, um, you know, just the track work at home's been super. So, um, you know, it's not ideal drawing 12, um, but she's, um, you know, she's, she's right in the, in, the, in the zone at the moment. So I think she'll you now take a lot of stopping. Yeah, the 12 gate isn't kind on paper, but with an emergency coming out, hopefully you'll uh, move down a few positions. And it appears as though, as much as she let up in her first few starts, uh, she's just as capable coming off speed. And to be honest, she, she did her fair share of work last week. And in the quickest heat by far, it didn't seem to worry her a great deal. No, that's right, Britt. No, she's, she's very strong. Um, as I say, just, just getting that little bit of race racing under a belt and um, getting her set up right, getting her happy in the mouth and um, it's all you know played towards this. Uh, fitness level's great, she looks super. Um, so I think, well, work at home's yeah, probably more impressive, impressive off the back of them than what it is in front, but 
Um, she's just sort of gone ahead in leaps and bounds over the last sort of three weeks. And even though she um, she didn't get a clear run in the pink bonnet, but the run probably did a lot of good. She went to the line in uh, great fashion. And, um, you know, just the trip and the, and the run probably brought her on a little bit more as well. So, you know, she's, she's really going good at the moment. Yeah, she's definitely an excellent chance. And the Barry draw is probably not not a great deal better for betting jewel but she's a seemingly very different filly a, a more compact racy type and it looks as though she sometimes wants to get the job over and done with maybe slightly quicker than you'd like but she was still able to reel off some good splits there to win her heat as well yeah like she's um she's really exciting that filly she's got lovely high speed um she's got a few little tricks where she can duck and dive a bit um, you know, it's probably coming a little bit quick for her this and, and her draw, you know, the outside of the front row is, is obviously no good at all for us. But, um, you know, with any luck, she'll be sort of chasing shortcuts and um, she's got that sort of really good point-to-point speed. So if, if she's in a striking distance, you know, uh, anywhere inside the last couple of hundred metres, uh, she could be really rattling through, through amongst them, you know. Some excellent Group 1 chances there. And even aside from that, uh, several other key hopes in other races on Friday night. But more pressing, you've got a big team in this evening. Can you pinpoint one for us and our Sky Sports Radio listeners that you're pretty confident is going to give it a good shake? Um, well, I've got a horse in the first. I've been his first start for, I think, nearly 12 months or probably nine months. And um, he's been a bit, bit of a handful, but um, he's on his way up. He's certainly not... Um, you know, screwed right down. But if he does things right, he won't be too far away. That's the horse called Always Thunder. And outside of him, um, I haven't taken a lot of notice at this stage of the game, but um, probably later in the program, there's a couple two-year-olds there that are both going good in the one race. Glenn Ferryman and, and Mammals Alibi are both going quite good, quite happy with them. Um, there's two or three there, Sergeant's a chance with the right run. They, they haven't drawn real good, a lot of these horses, but, um, you know, they won't be too far away. Fire up Lexi's another one going good, but he's on an OD at the moment. But um, they're all sort of live chances with the right run. Excellent stuff here. A really busy night, but race one, number seven, always thunder as a horse that we'll keep an eye out, not only for tonight, but going forward as well. Really appreciate your time this morning, Bernie, and what's... Uh, a very, very busy period for you and your stable. Best of luck, not only tonight, but particularly there on Friday in uh, those Group 1s for your hometown feature. Yep, no worries, Embrid. Thanks a lot. Thanks very much to Bernie Hewitt there this morning with 26 horses in over the next few days. Uh, plenty happening, but uh, particularly horses like Rip, Betting Jewel, Jewel Melody make things a little bit easier. And despite maybe a few ordinary draws amongst them, uh, they've shown talent, particularly in their heat victories, to suggest that they are right up to those Group 1 features. So that's tonight. Bathurst, 10 races this evening. The first gets underway at 6.13, and that is our lone venue in New South Wales. Today, tomorrow, we'll have Tamworth in the daytime slot and Penrith in its regular evening time slot. I'll be back tomorrow morning here on On The Pace at 10.30 to preview all of that.